Do you love small town second chance romances? Well, Lyra Parrish's brand new Texas charmer, Spill the Sweet Tea, is going to have you saying, Yeehaw! Swoon Squad. Welcome, welcome, welcome to While You Are Reading, a podcast for contemporary romance readers. I'm your host, Lisa Daly, best-selling romantic comedy author. And on today's show, we are talking with Lyra Parrish, and I am super excited about this. We're going to be talking about her swoony, small-town, <laughs> second-chance romance, Spill the Sweet Tea, which I love. Our guest today is Lyra Parrish, a hopeless romantic who enjoys creating characters who eventually find love. She likes to write Texas small town romances because she's a fifth generation Texan. And when she isn't immersed in fictional worlds, you can find her on YouTube chatting about her self-publishing journey on The Courtney Project or her podcast about romance, Spread Those Pages. That's right. That's what I said. You may or may not know that she also co-wrote under the USA Today bestselling pen name, Kennedy Fox. Welcome, Lyra. I am so excited to have you on the show today. So I love I love this book. It's so first of all, love the title. The whole like, I mean, you instantly get small town southern romance just just from the title before you even you know, read the very first page. So welcome. I'm so yes. happy to have you here today. Thank you so much. Also, you are adorable. I just have <laughs> to say, like, I watched your little intro and I was like, oh my gosh, Lisa is like the most adorable person ever. I love it Aww. so much. So cute. Thank you so much. You are so sweet. I, lo I love your whole vibe. You know, I was, okay. So we, we met, we've clearly met previously because when I went to go send you a message on Facebook, you were already a friend of mine. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we've clearly <laughs> met and contacted each other before. So that was kind of cool. But we sat next to each other at, uh, at NINC, which is a big uh, conference for writers. And we had a lovely conversation and I was like, oh my gosh, you have this great book coming out and we have to, have to, have to talk. So tell us a little, just to get us rolling, tell us a little bit about the plot of Spill the Sweet Tea. The plot. Okay, so you're all contemporary romance readers who's listening to this podcast, so I know that you know what tropes are. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about the tropes. It's a second chance romance. It's small town. It's hate to love you vibes. Um, we've got a woo-woo heroine who loves to carry crystals in her pocket and manifest all the things. And then we have a book-loving hero whose family owns a bookstore. And of of course, it's second chance. They were um, young 20s, 20 year old lovers. They're in their 30s now. So it's not new adult. And they kind of like grew apart. Like he wanted to prove that he was good enough for her. And like, he's going to go and get this amazing job so he can um, give her everything that she wants because she was an aspiring writer. And so was he. And that's how they kind of like bonded with each other. And so he was like, well, I'm going to move away and like, please come with me. And she's like, no, my family is here. Um, you should have not made a big decision like this without me, first of all. Um, and if you're going to go, then Sayonara. <laughs> and she lets him leave, but it was the love of her life. And, you know, she's dated and she's been with many men because 
the girl wants to find someone to replace him. And then, you know, 10 years or eight years later, however long it is, um, he returns back to town and he promised her that he would never, ever, 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 ever. And he does. Um, She works at a newspaper. So she's like a journalist. She wants to start her own column that's called the Dare Kinsley column where she can answer questions for the town folk. Um, And uh, she has to do an interview with the bookstore. And guess what? Of course, he's back. Right. And um, she has to interview him. And he's like, no. <laughs> I lo- I love that. I lo- I absolutely love that. Um I I I thought it was fantastic because and I will say this later. A hero who gives our heroine a hard time, spins her up a little bit, loves to torture her for fun. That is my love language. Me too. <laughs> torture is my love language. <laughs> I am all I'm here for it all day every day. Love 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 that. So, and I love that they're both both of them like have, you know, they've had other relationships, but you yeah, know, they both really see each other as sort of the one that got away. Yes, they're mad at each other, but they're also like, Oh, I love you. So, like, that is, that's y- like you that. have aged like fine wine. Why do you have to look so good? You're supposed to look like the hunchback in Notre Dame when you come back, and I'm not supposed to be attracted to you. And right. you're gorgeous, and that makes her mad that he's still, you know, good looking. Um, what, what I found. Uh, really lovely is that the guy on your cover matches like to me like looks like the guy that's in my head and so I do enjoy that sometimes there's a little bit of a mismatch I don't mind I can live with that yeah really like it when it all lines up yeah it's very intentional when um, I'm looking at exclusive photos or really any photos that like represent my characters it's important for me that like could I just shove this man or woman into that place? And if I was doing a movie, could they play that part? And if they can, yes. If they can't, I'm like, no, I actually have to like the photo. I know that some people are like, oh, well, he's good looking. It's Andrew. Um, and Andrew, you know, he's he's just a good looking guy. So mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So you mentioned this earlier. Kinsley is kind of a woo-woo heroine, right? She journals. She meditates every morning. She pulls a tarot card every day. <laughs> she believes in manifestation. She believes in crystals. So what I want to know is, <laughs> is this something that you have in common with her? I do. I'm not as woo-woo as my main character, as my heroine, but I am woo. Um, I, you know, I just think that I can manifest anything. And I really honestly, truly believe that. And people kind of think that I'm a little crazy a little bit. And that's fine because I am. I'll own it. Um, but you know, I have these thoughts and I'm like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It happened when I quit my full-time corporate job to write full-time. I was like, I'm going to quit my job. And I told everyone and like, you know, there was a chili contest. This is so Southern. Um, there was a chili, (laughs) there's a chili contest at work and they're like, Hey, so you're going to be on our team next year. Right. And I said, I'm not, 
not going to be here next year. I've, I've told y'all, I've given y'all the date. Like I'm, it's going to happen. I'm not going to be here, you know, and people would laugh and be like, ah, but I really wasn't there. Um, I went to Las Vegas. This is a crazy story. And I'm literally showering and I'm watching this dude's YouTube video. That's like how to win the jackpot. And I've never won at slots. I've never played slot machines like like ever. And so I leave this comment and I said, after I get dressed, I'm taking a shower. I'm going downstairs and I'm going to win the jackpot. And then I did. And it was insane. Like it gives me chills thinking about it. Like even it was so crazy. I won like $14,000 and I'm not a slot machine queen. I'm always excited if I like I never play but my whole thing is like once I win then I'm done and I've like won like 75 or 100 dollars like yeah. in the first couple minutes 40,000 no 14 14, oh, 14. one four but still, still it was a lot of money and I was That's like insane. and so like I kept like it was like Papa Giorgio. Like I literally call. I've now I am now Papa Giorgio. Just so you know, um, I would put like twenty dollars in and I would win forty dollars. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is awesome. And so you know, I was just playing. My husband walked off to go to Secret Pizza. He comes back and then I hit like the massive. Like every square was full. The whole light thing. Like the security comes up and I'm like. I couldn't even talk. I have it on video. I'm like, I just was, but, <laughs> but no, like I really believe that if I believe something's going to happen, then it will. I just don't mm-hmm. put a time limit limit on it. I'm like, Oh, it's going to happen. It's, right. and I really, truly believe that. Um, I am woo woo. I'm super positive. Um, none of, none of that toxic positivity stuff. Cause you know, there can be bad days. There can be, absolutely, you know, all of that. But I, I just, I really try to find the good in things. And, you know, I am like the cheerleader, I guess is what people call me. Um, super I, woo, but yeah, I, I feel that. All right. So here's my question. Sure. Favorite rock in your office. <laughs> Oh, favorite rock in my office. Um, mm-hmm. so, or just favorite rock. Uh, I do have this um, rose quartz moon. Uh, <sighs> here, here it is. I really do love my rose quartz moon. Um, and then I like really pretty crystals. I've got a bunch of towers, but I don't really know what they are. And also, I'm a cat lady. Um, I don't even know what kind of crystal this is, but I've got this cat. <laughs> so you have to watch the video if you're listening to this, guys, because I am literally showing the cat stone right now. Um, <laughs> TikTok got me. Uh, there used to be these crystal basket people. <laughs> and they would be like, we will, you know, get baskets of crystals for you and mail them to you for $30. And I was like, that's the greatest deal ever. Exactly. And I was like, how much do I have to pay to get the cat? You know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I love the little cat. um, And I love really pretty crystals too. Um, But yeah, rose quartz is probably my favorite. That, that is good for, it has many, many properties, healing and all sorts of wonderful things. Uh, This is my favorite rock. Someone gave it to me. I love it. And I often will just keep it like next to me while I'm writing. Like it'll be under my leg and the chair back there or something like that. Love that. Okay. Tarot cards. Do you have tarot cards in your office? I do have some tarot cards, but they're more of, um, they're more of creative tarot cards, like Mm -hmm. for creative 
individuals. And I'll pull a card, you know, per day. Hold on. I'll grab them real quick. Okay. This is called the Creative uh, Compass Tarot Cards. Um, And the box is very beautiful with like gold foil. um, And it's a navigation tool for creatives. And just seriously, like, I'll pull one of these cards. I'll read it. I'll really like it, it asks like, um, like it's got different sample spreads and stuff, but it talks about like blockages and like the way and the desires and outcomes and, and stuff like that and can help you get unstuck. My husband is a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is an astronomer, um, you know, and so he gets kind of annoyed with me, but he loves me and love is still alive and he deals with it, even though he's like, this is such woo um (laughs) but you know it works I always joke that I should write a um a book that's like the astronomer and the astrologer and it's Mm -hmm. like a thing because those two types of people are completely different (laughs) that would be a really fun little rom-com yes that's what I was thinking yeah that would be yeah He's like, and I'll help you with all the science stuff. And I said, well, I've got the woo. I can look up what's in retrograde. So you've got that. I also have tarot cards in my office. I love this one, Modern Witch. Actually, Theodore Taylor is the person who told me about these. And I will pull a card almost every day. And sometimes I feel like it sort of makes me think about things that are going on with me. But sometimes, a lot of times, it's it's like connected to the book that I'm working on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love Theodore that. Taylor. She's amazing. She is. She is a total rock star. Yes. Love, love, love Theodora. All right. So I was dying, dying to know. I feel like we should pull a tarot card for our interview. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's, Let's do, it. do it. All right. Hold on. I'm going to, all right. Send your, I'm going to put my hand, send your good energy here. Yes. All right. Here we go. What'd we get? You're going to have to tell me what it means or I'll have to look it up. I'm still on the book. You'll probably have to look it up. Six of Swords. That's what we've got. All right. Let's see what it says for the Six of Swords. Six of Swords represents moving on from one place in your life to another. This card can indicate travel, changing career, leaving relationships, or even moving. Ooh, here's a good one. The Six of Swords can also signify an elevation to the next level in your professional life. I am taking that. I am claiming that. Thank you so much. Exactly. All right. That's for us. We are we are leveling up. That's right. Excited about that. All right. I have to say this the first time I've ever pulled a tarot card on a show, but I love it. Yes. (laughs) So I had some other questions for you, as you might have imagined. And this is a total sidebar, but I completely love this line. And I wanted to tell you because I always love it when people tell me that they love lines I wrote. I'm excited. And the line is, if looks could kill, I'd be laid out flat on this sidewalk. (laughs) Loved it. Love, love, love that. Uh, I thought that was such a good line. So Kinsley is an aspiring author. She has not yet published a book. So, but I, I felt like when I was reading it, that it really evoked a lot of those sort of early feelings that I had about wanting to publish a book before I ever got published. So how well do you remember that sort of feeling of longing before you published your first book? And how much of you is in Kinsley? (laughs) Um, The first part of the question. So I started writing pretty religiously in 2011. I always tell people that my first book was written written for Nano Nano Rimo. It's like a writing uh, mm-hmm. contest that happens every November. If you're not aware, um, and 
it, I didn't even write in chapters. It was like 50,000 words of prose, um, which was awful. <laughs> and, um, but it's I, an accomplishment. It, it is an accomplishment. words in one month. It was. It, it taught me a lot about myself and it taught me that, you know what, I can start and finish something because that's typically the hardest part when it comes to writing. And I didn't publish my first book until 2014. So there was like two to three years where I was like, man, I just want to write a good book and mm-hmm. publish it. And I think my problem was I was writing in the wrong genre. I used to read a lot of YA fantasy and I was like, oh, YA fantasy, this is what I'm going to write and it's going to be a 10 book series and it's going to be just like Harry Potter. Um, You know, little baby author goals are just always just out there. The um, <laughs> and so a friend was like, hey, you should write romance. Like all of your books and words have like a romantic element. And, you know, I wrote the book and published it in 2014. And and I haven't really looked back. But there was a lot of longing. There was a lot of, I wish I could do this, like going into bookstores and like just looking at all the beautiful covers and like smelling the books and like touching the books and just, you know, knowing that that's that's what I want and I'd never wanted that before I have a bus- I have two business degrees and so I'd never written and it happened on a whim I guess it was kind of like a manifestation thing we were hiking and I told my husband hey I want to write a book and he was like you don't write and I was like I know isn't that funny <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it <laughs> make it even more challenging when I do Woo. <laughs> so I did and as far as the second question with you know, how much of Kinsley is there in me? I think that, you know, I'm an extrovert and I like to write those extroverted side characters. She was seen in the first book of Bless Your Heart. And she was that, you know, that cheerleader to Summer, who was the heroine. And people fell in love with her because she's like, you, you know, positive thoughts. Think this, like, if you say that, then that's what's going to happen. Like, focus Mm -hmm. your attention towards the good and what you want to happen. And like, you know, whatever. And so I really got to like delve into to her character. And there are scenes in there that like have really happened to me. Like there's this one scene where she's like getting her palm read at <laughs> a fair, um, like a state fair in Texas. And that happened to me when I was in, when I was 15. You know, I was like, I actually did this. This is fun. <laughs> I get to share this with you guys. Um, and so, that. of course, there's like little glimpses like of things that just I've personally experienced in the character but I think she's more not necessarily outgoing but I think that she's not afraid of her sexuality and I'm kind of like a square in the bedroom like for her she's like you know she's very she's not afraid of the things that she wants and she's not afraid to break up with men and she's not afraid to go on dates with men and you know and I'm not like that like I've been in the same relationship since I was like 19 um so but as far as like her character and like the way that she like motivates her friends and you know like her morning pages like I do my morning pages and the tarot and like the woo stuff it's kind of like me but on crack (laughs) <laughs> I, love, I, I love I think she's such a fun character. So I did have a question. So you are, I think you said a fifth generation Texan. Yeah. 
So the book is set in Valentine, a small town in Texas. Yeah. And since you moved from your epic fantasy thought, you know, ideas uh, onto writing small time romance, small town, not small time, small town (laughs) romance. What do you love the most about Southern small town romances? Because I love small town romance, but there's something about a Southern small town romance. I think with Southern small town romance, it's it feels like home for me because I live in a small town in Texas. There are 15,000 people, which, you know, it's it's small. There are smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I grew up riding horses. I grew up uh, doing the whole barn life. Um, my dad was a Bronco rider and he oh, also that. was a bull rider, a champion bull rider. And, you know, for me, it's it's just it's home. It's it's so easy for me to write because it's like, you know, I can go to the grocery store in real life and hear older women gossiping about things that are going on in town. <laughs> um, our city council meetings are insane. People complain <laughs> about the ditches and, you know, this building being painted this color. And so, like, you know, it's 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 home. And I love a big family dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. it's I guess because I've always wanted that. You know, I, I have one sibling. Um my dad was, uh, had like eight. My mom had a, a lot too, like I think six or seven brothers. I would have to count them all because there's so many of them. And then there's like me and my brother. And like, I always wish that I had an older sister or mm-hmm. I had an older brother or I had a bunch of younger siblings so I could be like that older big sister. And so for me, it's just, it's the things that I love. It's the things that get me excited. And I think that's why, like when people read it, they're like, wow, this felt authentic. <laughs> you know? um, yes, it, it really is. And like, of course, I get a lot of compliments about my dialogue. Um, yeah. Because people are like, oh, that actually sounded like a Texan. And I'm like, because I just wrote it how I would say it. <laughs> I I think that is one of the things that I appreciate so much about your writing is that you're, you, you are real, you really do nail the, the, the dialogue, especially the Southern accent. And a lot of folks don't. Yeah. So if you're, if you, if it's something where you've lived in the South and you like, you're just sort of used to, <laughs> you're just sort of used <laughs> to the way, the cadence and the way that people speak when someone tries to write that way, but they don't have that familiarity with, with how the Southerners talk. Um, yeah. Are you come here or from here? <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. If yeah. you don't have that familiar familiarity with that, it can, it can ring sort of false. And so I, it's just another kind of piece of the puzzle for you where it just feel you're right it feels very authentic and very real and you can very much feel this small town texas vibe which is awesome yay all right so every week on while you were reading my favorite contemporary romance authors and i trade book recommendations oh yes (laughs) they tell me what they think i'd like i tell them what i think they might like and everybody's tbr pile gets a lot higher. So do you want to go first or do you want to go second? 
I will go second. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Dun, dun, dun. So my book for you, my book recommendation, it's coming out, I think in a week, uh, is Jenny Colgan's Midnight at the Christmas Bookshop. And I found this super, super charming. But the reason I'm recommend recommending it to you is because first, it's a small town bookshop romance. Although in this book, the bookshop is in Scotland. Uh, oh. And I know, right? And an American production company rents out a small town Scottish bookstore to film like a cheesy, hallmarky Christmas movie, which I totally love. And then as the production crew is wrapping up, Carmen, who is our main character and the person who runs the bookstore, she's taking all this money that she's got gotten from the Christmas movie production, and she's going to expand the store, which is a goal, obviously, in Spill the Sweet Tea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right? So I was like, ooh, there's like it's a completely different book, but you've got yeah. a lot of like uh, nice parallels there. It's got a really charming little cast of locals. It's a very sweet holiday romance. It's not quite as steamy as your stuff is, but um, but it's That's really okay. good. Yeah. I love so. the cover. The cover is very cute. Like it just gives yes. me those like, like you can smell Christmas cookies looking at it. Right? I know. <laughs> it's adorable. So Midnight at the Christmas Bookshop was super cute. I really liked it. And after I read that one and then, uh, and yours not too far apart, I was like, ooh, this would be a good match. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm okay. ready. Bring it so, on. Um, what I'm currently reading is what I'm going to suggest because I've been enjoying it. Um, it is a kind of like a fantasy romance. It's called The Trial of the Sun Queen by Nisha J. Tooley. Ooh. And the comp is what got me. It was The Bachelor meets The Hunger Games. Yes! Right? I am here for that. <laughs> and oh my gosh. It's it's pretty good. It opens up and it's just it's I won't spoil it, but it's it was good. It's it's good. I'm about halfway through with it right now. Um, typically, when I'm writing books, I try to listen to books that are outside of my genre because I don't want, you know, other authors' words to somehow find their way into my head. And then I'm like writing it like so I'll typically listen to thriller books or like fantasy with a romance element or something like that. So that's why I'm reading this fantasy. <laughs> Love it. It's that. Well, The Bachelor meets Hunger Games. Right. Yes, please. I will take that. I was yeah. sold. I didn't even read the blurb. I was like, uh, you're one clicked. That's all exactly. I Exactly. Bye. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, Swoonies, it is your lucky day. As we do every week on While You're Reading, we are going to be giving away a copy of Spill the Sweet Tea to a lucky winner. To enter, you're just going to head on over to whileyouareading.com or click the link in the show notes below to enter. And you will have one week to enter that and it's going to run until Friday. All right. Thank you so, so much for being on the show today. You are absolutely delightful. Love, love, love the book. You guys definitely want to pick up Spill the Sweet Tea. Love that title. Love thank Hayden. Lo yeah, love love it all. So thank you so much for being on today and good luck with the book. It, thank I think you it's so going to do really well. You're so welcome. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And uh, thanks, listeners. Y'all are great. Oh, they really are. I have like the best listeners in the whole universe. 
Good news, Swoon Squad. If you love steamy hockey romantic comedies, you are going to be super excited to know that The Cutting Edge by yours truly, Lisa Daly, is in stores now. The Cutting Edge is a laugh-out-loud hockey romantic comedy perfect for fans of Hannah Grace, Helena Hunting, and Pippa Grant. So here's the story. Logan Rivers is a star pro hockey player for the St. Pete Slashers, and he is in a slump. He hasn't scored in three games. It's starting to freak him out. And here comes Coco, who strikes a deal uh, with an assistant coach to be Logan's lucky charm in order to pay off her Olympic training expenses. And good news, everything's looking up for both of them. Finally. I mean, she's almost got her debt paid off. The Slashers are on a winning streak. There's only one problem. She doesn't know how to tell Logan she's been lying to him the whole time. If she can just keep her secret until the playoffs are over. The Cutting Edge is in stores now and it's free to read on Kindle Unlimited. Let's talk tropes. So Spill the Sweet Tea is tropolicious with lots of our favorite romance tropes. We've got second chance romance, Enemies to lovers, small town romance, my boyfriend's back and he's gone. Somebody's going to be in trouble. The one who got away and a little baby mama drama. Will you be my book boyfriend? So here on While You Were Reading, we only review books that we absolutely loved. Like loved. If it's on the show, it's a five-star book. But we also give the book Boyfriend a keeper rating, which is basically my totally arbitrary thought process on whether or not I would actually date this imaginary person in real life if I were single, which I'm not. So for me, Hayden makes a really great book boyfriend because, number one, he likes to spin Kinsley up a bit. He likes to give her a hard time. And Comedic torture is my love language. Number two, he's a bit banged up from his last relationship, but he's still looking for the big love. Number three, Southern accent, y'all. Number four, his bestie is his sister and he's super close with his family. And number five, he is a book lover and his family owns a bookshop. And we all know that book people are the very best people. So Spill the Sweet Teas, Hayden, is a fabulous five-ring book boyfriend. Ooh. Thanks for watching. 